not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, guys, welcome to Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show. Um, I'm on the road. I got Kyle, Kyle Magnum on the other side. How's it going, Kyle? Hey, Rowdy. Uh, got the money on the board and uh, got you all set up. Uh, we got four guests tonight, Rowdy. Another busy night here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Um, got Corey Edelman calling in here at 7.05, 6.05 Central here to start the day. Um, Patrick Emerling going to be on the show tonight, 7:20, 6:20, and then uh, Rowdy. We'll just go through the guests here quick. Uh, Jack Ely calling in, 7:35, 6:35, the Mahoning Race Champions Modified winner. And at 7:50, 6:50 Central, Corey Hemmel from Dega Nation calling in. So, Rowdy, we got a pretty jam-packed show lined up tonight. Uh, weather's hot here in Pennsylvania. Um, kind of have a little bit of a heat wave in the mid to upper 80s. So I'm um, looking forward to Williams Grove tomorrow night, Rowdy. I can actually say that I'm actually going to cover my first race at Williams Grove tomorrow night. I can't tell you how pumped I am. Absolutely, Kyle. You called me and told me the good news, and I knew it was going to happen, my man. I told you all the steps we had to get to get there. I just want to say thank you to the track, to Williams Grove Speedway, to Liam Tenza again for coming on the show. Um, looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night. And, Rowdy, you, you know I've had, like, the biggest smile on my face since yesterday. So, um, Williams Grove and Port Royal, uh, Rowdy, we have we have gotten in there. So, uh, just good good for us. And uh, I know Talladega's coming up next weekend. So, got a lot of good things on our plate coming up here shortly. And, uh, Rowdy, uh, you know, um, busy. You know, we got Martinsville this week. Uh, I know you and I were kind of chatting about uh, Caden Honeycutt uh, going to be attempting his Xfinity debut on uh, at Martinsville. Rowdy, you there? I am Kyle. Uh, Corey had a good finish at Bristol. I guess that's how he got that little extra ride there at, at Xfinity. Yeah, Corey Heim uh, going to be making his Xfinity debut at uh, Dover. Um, I think that's what you were uh, talking about, Rowdy. Uh, for Sam Hunt Racing, so uh, big big deal coming up, uh, you know, so um, yeah, Rowdy, uh, Corey Heim stepping up to the NASCAR Xfinity Series, along with Caden Honeycutt, um, who's going to be attempting the uh, Martinsville race this weekend. All three series in Martinsville, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the races moved back to Sunday afternoon. It was a night race last year, so Rowdy, a lot of good things going on. I'm glad we're off the Bristol dirt. I'm glad we're on the short tracks. I hope we stay on the short tracks. And uh, you know what, Rowdy, uh, I'm just, you know, ready for the weekend. Uh, you know, we had a good weekend last weekend, and I just want to say to everybody, I apologize for not making it on the show Monday. Um, just got tied up. But I just wanted to talk quick before we get Corey Edelman on. Um, I just want to talk about my my uh, races from the past weekend, Rowdy. Um Friday night, Big Diamond Speedway, uh, Craig Von Dorn winning the, 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 
the fall, uh, big race there, the fall brawl. Um, he won just over $4,000 with that win. Um, Saturday, uh, Mahoning Valley Speedway, the race to champions on their opening day, uh, won by Jack Ely. So, uh, Rowdy, a lot of racing going on. Good to be back at the track. Uh, kind of a doubleheader last weekend. And now we're just getting ready for Williams Grove tomorrow night. That's, that's what's up next for me. And, Kyle, I'm getting ready for Talladega next weekend. Uh, big show for Monday morning. Uh, actually, we got stuff going on all week, Kyle. Uh, we'll be live in the fan zone. We've got uh, – just look – follow us on social media, on TikTok. Uh, I'd say – you can go on Facebook and look on my page, and we'll have it listed. Now, whether it scrolls across Facebook's uh, network's another thing, Kyle, because they, they want you to boost. Hey, they want me to pay for our, our material. But anyway, Kyle – Mahoney Valley, a special night. It was opening for the for the season there. Pretty big night there. Big crowd. Rowdy, there was a lot of people. Uh, you know, practice for at one. Uh, busy day. You know, the feature not ending till till late seven thirty at night. But uh, Rowdy, uh, let's let's bring on our first guest. Why don't you bring? Why don't you introduce him? All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome uh, to the show Corey Edelman. Welcome, Corey. Hey, thank you. So, uh, Corey, starting out the season in Mahoney Valley, what was the first night like? Um, I actually had uh, two friends drive. Uh, I have two four-cylinders this year, and I had to put two friends in it because I am uh, still not cleared for uh, wrist uh, tendon reconstruction surgery. So, two friends in my two cars, and... Uh, the one was uh, second fastest for the night and broke a transmission, so we went from fifth to nineteenth, and the other car went from I think fifteenth to seventh. So all in all, not a bad night. Um, I think it was a decent night of racing overall in all classes, for that matter. Um, and uh, can't really complain much. Corey, what's it like being transitioning from driver to car owner? <laughs> um, it's, uh, on one hand, I really enjoyed it. Um, on one hand, I didn't enjoy it. Um, one car I paid $500 for, and I absolutely loved watching it come up through the field, and the other car I paid considerably more for, well, to build. And uh, it had me, I'm not even going to lie, my heart was racing, kind of nervous he sick feeling watching it because I just I don't want anything to happen to my pretty car and uh I just necessarily don't want Nick to feel bad about um wrecking it or anything so uh I mean I'm you know it's it's fun it takes its toll on you though so uh exactly what division what what are you racing at Mahoney Valley uh Corey so the two four cylinders I have are Dodge Neons. Uh, one's an older one, one's a newer body style one, and it's got a class called Hobby Stock. It's a essentially four cylinder stock front wheel drives. Uh, a lot of places they're called Hornets, uh, you know, whatever have you. Some places are just four cylinders. I uh, don't know why they settled on the Hobby Stock name for sure, uh, but essentially it's just the front wheel drive stock. Um, uh, front wheel drive, yeah, front wheel drive stock street car, um, and then we have a four cylinder class that's for rear wheel drive modified cars called Pro Four. So we're in the lower division that's supposed to be cheaper. 
So you're going to run the whole season? You're trying to run him for a championship at Mahoney Valley? Um, we'll we'll see whenever I get cleared to race myself. Um, I don't know if uh, I'm going to run a full season there or if I'm going to move around. Um, I, I haven't decided yet. It depends how many races I miss and how much time it's going to take me to gain the points back to run for another championship. Um, but, I mean, the, the times that I have driven to other tracks, um, I've had a grand time. So we'll see. I don't know quite quite what the future holds but i know my <clears throat> the race that i want to attend next is uh the our roc series is bringing the four cylinders to morning on may 6th and uh, i'd really really like to be cleared for that race so fingers crossed on that one are you strictly asphalt Corey? um no i uh i actually for a couple of years i ran a, <clears throat> a crate dirt modified for uh, a neighbor of mine um we had I mean, not the greatest success. We didn't really have much help. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know how much you know about crate dirt modified racing, but it's pretty much a money racket for what you get out of it. But, um, I mean, I'm, I had a two 600 sprint cars that I raced um, here and there as, you know, time and money allowed and stuff fit in and um, drive on any given night. I ran a TQ midget up at Mahoning already and uh, just, you know, getting anything I can. Hi, Corey. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Um, we like having Mahoney Valley Speedway drivers come on. Uh, first question for you is, uh, you know, what, 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 uh, just talk a little bit about what it's like to run a lap around Mahoney Valley Speedway. Um, it looks much like some of the videos. If you ever watched an in-car video, uh, we really do not have a straightaway. It's a, it's a constant high bank bowl. Um, pretty much, I wouldn't say you're flat, to, at least my car. I don't know how some of the other makes and stuff are, but my neons, I mean, you're about three-quarter throttle. You're not flat out, and uh, you're basically turning the entire time. And, I mean, depending upon the night, the temperature, the setup that I run, I could either hold the steering wheel perfectly straight and go around the track and just get on and off the gas a little bit, or there's nights where you turn a little bit, you turn a little less, you turn a little bit, but you never straighten out. Um, so it's essentially, it's just racing on a donut, but, um, it's, I mean, you can ask pretty much anybody that comes to Mahoning Valley with any car. It doesn't matter if it's a modified or a four cylinder, it's a tough place to get a hang of. And I mean, it is, it is at its heart full ring. So, um, it's, it's definitely interesting. What tracks or excuse me, what dirt tracks have you raced at before? I ran 600 sprint cars at um, Hamlin, not Hamlin. I ran uh, 270 at Hamlin. I ran 600 sprint cars at Kutztown, and uh, yeah, I can't think of the one out in Jonestown there. Just, just like that. Oh, Linda's. Um, and then in the dirt modifieds, I've run um, 10 Can Grandview. Uh, we went out to the first year of the Short Track Super Series for uh, Bloomsburg and uh, Big Diamond, where we ran most of a point. I think I finished third in points there my, in the first year of the 602 crates. Talk a little bit about what it's like to run on the Pennsylvania dirt. Um, it's, I mean, it's certainly different than running on asphalt as far as Mahoning to any other tracks concerned. Penn Can was a little dusty for my liking. 
uh, but it was it was about the only thing we had whenever COVID hit. So we spent a couple weeks up there. It was either muddy or dusty. Grandview was probably my probably one of my favorites. Um, the track was always great, and uh, as as you can tell by the results, a crate car can compete with a open sportsman just fine. Um, Diamond, Big Diamond was a a good place to go and race. Um, <clears throat> Some nights it was a little rougher than, uh, you know, I'm used to, I mean, I'm used to driving on asphalt. So when you drive on a dirt track some nights, it's like driving through a cornfield, but uh, by and large, I mean, it was definitely fun and it's definitely something that I would like to do again. uh, Should I be able to afford it at some point? So my last question for you is, as a follow-up to that question, Uh, Grandview Speedway, uh, you know, I, I know that you probably read about it, um, the possible closure of the track, but, um, you know, they brought it back. Um, you know, wh- what did you like about that place the most? And, um, you know, what, what was it like, you know, trying to navigate that one third mile dirt track? Uh, I liked the, basically the aura around it. Um, it was, it's, it's kind of like a, in my mind, it's a little bit of a prestigious place to be. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the Grandview Speedway. Uh, the, I think the only place I've ever been, that had more of a hype around it considering the event was I ran dirt modifieds on asphalt at wall stadium during Turkey Derby for two years. And the, the, the fun, uh, the, the funness in the air is kind of the, the cool part about Grandview. Um, it's a nice place as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I've been to some dumpy tracks and it's a very nice place. It's, it's, uh, it's not as tight as wall stadium was, um, as far as comparing asphalt to dirt but uh it's plenty of room to have fun when you need to and uh i mean i as i know a couple times the front stretch wall seems to ring your bell if you uh run into that a time or two hey Corey, let's talk about the guys back in the shop that uh helps you get, keep these cars running each week um so basically it's uh myself um i have uh I have a friend, uh, my buddy Chris helps me out um, pretty much anything I need to get done. Um, just my father-in-law, Stacy, uh, my darling wife for uh, taking care of the little one and feeding us and stuff. I got people at the track that help all the time. I got Cody Warden. I had, uh, this week we had Nick Schaefer and uh, Sean Kistler. John Petro has been a huge help. And then there's a guy that uh, never seems to amaze me with his setup advice. Um, there's a guy out in Michigan that helps in the front wheel drive. Uh, he'll help anybody with a front wheel drive. His name's Todd Metz. Um, they're pretty much my biggest supporters and, uh, everything that keeps the wheels going on this one. Let's oh, talk, and my dad. Uh, what about, uh, you got, hey, don't forget dad there. Uh, yeah. Corey, let's talk about, about the sponsors that helps you go around. Um, on the four cylinder this year, I got Amy's garage here in Cherryville. Um, Jason Williams and them have been a giant help in the last couple of years in keeping the wheels going on this, especially the cost of tires is, uh, rising. And then, uh, I went down to Florida twice and Jason's paid <clears throat> a large part of my fuel bill to get down to Florida and back to, uh, get our butts handed to us in, uh, different States. Um, I got, uh, friends of mine. I used to work for a company called Staley's transmissions. Uh, they're on board this year does most of my engine work as far as rebuilds or fixes. And whenever I 
blow head gaskets and stuff and needs machine work. Uh, Mike Frable at uh, All Wheel Specialties uh, does mainly the engine work. Um, and uh, I got my father-in-law doing the painting and stuff, not necessarily having a business, but he does he does a lot of race cars from Mahoning Valley Speedway. And um, just uh, I got a couple people that'll send money but don't want names and stuff on the car. And, you know, I got to thank got to thank all of them for being the unnamed sponsors and such but uh the other things is i really appreciate the people that keep putting my name out for automatic transmission work because that really helps pay the bills for me and my friends to go out and play with these cars and really uh really helps out uh cory the wife and the kids have to be really sold on this program too don't they because it's a time-consuming <laughs> sport yeah my uh my wife's been just absolutely flawless since i met her uh her dad is a longtime racer at mahoning valley and her mom is you know every week we got to go to the racetrack so i mean every, it's basically a family thing uh my wife when february comes she's itching to get back to the racetrack and she understands the long hours it takes especially when you have multiple cars and such um you know i mean the last race the last year i ran three different classes i had my street stock camaro the neon and i drove that dirt modified on asphalt and in one night and um now it's to the point where um you know we've we visited victory lane quite a few times last year and such and i have a three-year-old daughter and she absolutely loves going to the racetrack playing with her friends playing in the dirt and uh just you know seeing things kids normally do at a racetrack and uh then she loves her victory lane pictures so now it's to the point where if we try to take like easter pictures she's got her her, her uh, pointer finger up in the number one now so She's uh she's a big fan of the racetrack too. Hey Corey, tell everybody where they can keep up with you this year, your season on your social media sites. So I have um just my Facebook and then um I have uh Instagram, which is uh I believe it's C Edelman ninety nine. Um I'm going to do more stuff for low down and dirty media, I believe it's called. Um, they came, I forgot they came on board as a sponsor this year. And, uh, Mr. Schlosser there asked me to, uh, film some more stuff they want to add to their YouTube video, uh, collection. So you will see more videos from Mahoning Valley and other tracks that I go at. I'm going to try to edit videos, even though I have almost no computer knowledge whatsoever. Um, and then, uh, most of the time I try to put stuff on, you know, silly things like Snapchat and stuff. I think it's cheater neon 99 is the name on that. Um, so I update that a lot when we go to Florida, New York, and uh, places like that. So those are basically the main ones right now. I don't have a racing page or anything set up yet. Corey, we we appreciate you taking time out. Looking forward to hopefully meeting you this year at Mahoney Valley. <laughs> I'll be there. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Corey. Thank you. The racing, the big one, the camping. It's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a doubleheader on Saturday and a cup race on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. One thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo finish! NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. All right, Kyle, that's Corey Edelman. Uh, go, you go uh, from a driver to an owner with two drivers. That's uh, 
That's a hard transition, Kyle, you know. Yeah, I think when you're an owner and a driver, it, you know, it can be a little challenging. And, you know, I know we're going to have Patrick Emerling coming on here shortly, but um, I'm interested to see what he has to say. Um, you know, with the Emerling Gates Motorsports crew, uh, two cars this year full time. So, yeah, I, I think for Corey, you know, um, stepping back a little bit, it has to be a has to be a tough task, especially when you're racing every week. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and trying to have a and have a family too and a job. Uh, it's a balancing act, and you got to have. Hey, your wife's got to be on uh, full board with it, because if not. You don't have a happy wife, and it won't be a happy life, guy. All right. Hey, Kyle, I'd like to bring on our driver, uh, part of the Emerlin Gates. Driver uh, this weekend is number 36, Patrick Emerlin. Welcome, Patrick. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. How are we doing? Patrick, we're doing wonderful. Uh, you finished Atlanta in 14th. How was that feeling? Yeah, um, Atlanta there, we, um, you know, that was a race to where, you know, we were kind of, you know, uh, the team was kind of putting a little bit of a tight spot because we wrecked a few cars. And actually my partner, Joey, he got wrecked on lap one, unfortunately. So that was one where we kind of had to, uh, you know, unfortunately, instead of racing up in the mix, we had to, uh, you know, bring the car home because we needed it uh, for the next week. And, um, and um, you know, it ended up, working out um is uh you know it, there was quite a few wrecks there and right at the end uh they were able to come home yeah i think yeah i wouldn't think it was like 16th or 18th and um you know I, my opinion we had a quite a bit better car than where we finished but um you know it was just a situation where we had to kind of um you know make a decision to just kind of stay as safe as we could to uh bring it home so we could uh you know, use that car uh, for the next few races. So you're headed to Martinsville this weekend. Uh, what's your feelings of Martinsville? We ran there uh, last year. Um, I ran there myself last fall, and um, we had some speed, and we just had a few issues in the race. We had some pretty bad brake fade, and um, on top of that, we got involved in a wreck. Um, but um, the speed was there, and um, – a pretty fun place with those cars and i feel like it's one of them tracks if i had a good car underneath me we would uh you know be in pretty good shape so uh patrick you're in my in my backyard at talladega uh you'll be running two cars in the xfinity and will you have natalie in the uh arca car so what it's looking like is uh Joey and CJ McLaughlin will be in the Xfinity cars, and it looks like I'm going to be in the uh, Arca car come Talladega. So that's something I've been uh, looking forward to. That's exciting. Absolutely, uh, Patrick. It's good to hear that. That's uh, I like that sound. Uh, yeah, yeah. That the car, was, the car, that car uh, was fast. He did a pretty good job in Daytona with it, and you know we ran in. You know, the car ran in the top five, and. Uh, you know, we're just make it, trying to make it just that little bit extra better um, to be, you know, something we could uh, hopefully finish in victory lane with or be in contention, right, in uh, Talladega. So we're really looking forward to it. Patrick, is it – I mean, you're running a two-car team here. What's the challenges for, for an owner and driver? Yeah. So 
um, one challenge with going to two cars is if things kind of, if things go bad, say with both cars, then, you know, your problems are exponential, right? So it's two times the problem. <laughs> so, um, you know, a few races earlier this year, we've been having, you know, we had a few tough races and, um, you know, as a team and, um, we were looking to, uh, you know, just kind of turn that around like Richmond. I feel like, you know, I had a, actually the part broke in the carburetor, so we weren't running too good, but, um, you know, another thing that happened too is, uh, with our bad fuel mileage, um, we did like an early pit. Joey and I both did, and even though we were a lot better cars than where we wound up, I think it was like 25th and 27th, but, um, you know, the caution came right out right after we late pitted, after we early pitted, and then we kind of got put on our own lap, which, you know, this is how it goes sometimes, but uh, but then you got to move on to the next one, and hopefully the strategy works out, right? Absolutely. So, you did a double duty at Richmond, the modified, and then you raced Xfinity race, is that correct, Emerlin? Yep. Or yeah, we did. Um, so, what was it like getting out of uh, the mod and then jumping into an Xfinity? I mean, how'd you, how was it to try to transition over from a modified over to to the Xfinity car? Yeah. So, because there was like a rain delay, um, the modified race was actually after the Xfinity race. And so, um, with the, because, because of the weather situation and, um, it's, uh, you know, it's quite a bit different, you know, the modified, you're up on the wheel, you can drive it, you know, you can kind of use a little bit more driver input to make the car go faster where the Xfinity car, you know, you kind of go in the court, you got to roll into the corner and just wait for it to rotate. And, uh, you know, you can't do too much turning on throttle with those cars. So it's, uh, Definitely two different, uh, totally two different animals. Um, with the modified, we didn't start out the best at the beginning of the day, but, uh, you know, we were running P3 until the last caution. We just got a little snug at the end, and we ended up fifth overall, which which uh, was a solid run um, given, uh, you know, we had some tough luck the last two years there at Richmond, but it's absolutely an awesome modified track. And then um, the Xfinity car, it's also tricky um, just because the grip level you got to be really uh, steady with the throttle, right? And uh, so definitely totally different animals with both cars, but uh, um, but still had a lot of fun out there. Hi, Patrick. You have Kyle here. First of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show. I'd always appreciate it. First question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your replacement at Lake Erie, Ronnie Silk. I'm kind of interested to see, you know, I know you you said you'll be at Talladega. Just kind of interested, you know, how those talks went. Yeah, so that was um yeah, that was you know, that was a bummer because uh you know, you hate giving up uh, you know, opportunities to race the modified, right? Especially at the race of champions um at Lake Erie where um you know, it's it's a you know, pretty fun race and uh you know, pretty pretty big deal and um and I just have a lot of fun racing with the whole 14 team and but they wanted to, they were going what, what was going to happen is um, you know, I was going to, if I didn't have a driver for the ARCA car, then I was going to race the ARCA car. And, um, so that was something where I had to make the commitment not to race the modified and to race the ARCA car. And, um, you know, and then they, yeah, they, uh, called up Ronnie and, uh, I think he'll do a really good job for them. 
I'd like to get your thoughts on the Race of Champions Modified Series. You were the champion in 2016. Um, you know, what's that series like? And, um, you know, uh, what's it what's it like to race at Mahoning Valley Speedway? I, I think you've been there before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we ran there. And uh, Mahoning, it's one of them tracks. It's fun to go to once in a while. I wouldn't want to race there every week because, uh, you know, because you're basically running around in a circle. So, in, in a sense, it's pretty cool because it doesn't take, you know, you're never going to hit full throttle, right? So, um, in a sense, it's cool. And, uh, you know, yeah, they ran last week there, and uh, I wasn't able to um, be there for that. But, um, but yeah, a lot of fun. And in the ROC series, uh, Joe Scott Nicky does a great job, um, you know, putting putting the whole series on and, you know, doing a lot of the things a series does. I think he does a lot of the right things. And um, he, uh, you know, and all those tracks are a lot of fun racetracks. So we get to run at Spencer Speedway, Lancaster, Holland, uh, Shemung, Erie. And they're all tracks that, um, all really fun tracks. And, um, you know, I always um, would want to race in that series, uh, you know, with any, any opportunity that I have. So what's it like racing against Matt Hirschman? You know, you guys have been around the Modifieds for a while. Yeah, yeah, him and I, we've been racing against each other uh, quite a long time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he's obviously really good at what he does and always has a car, uh, you know, always really hard to beat, right? And uh, so that competitor, and uh, we always, uh, you, when you run against them, you definitely got to bring your A game. So my last question for you is I, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about the ARCA car. Um, I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but, uh, I mean, what's what's it going to be like, you know, when you are in the ARCA Menard Series race, you know, in the, uh, next weekend? Yeah, so the series is actually a pretty – it's a pretty fun series. And, uh, you know, and the, the, the series themselves, they welcome, you know, me as a driver and my team really well. And uh, they seem really – kind of appreciative almost as me, you know, as us feeling the car. So they're really, uh, seem like a really good group of people and, uh, that are putting the series on and, um, just looking forward to, yeah, just looking forward to race it because, um, the cool thing about the Arca series is there's a spec engine. So we know everyone's engines are close to the same, right? And, um, with the cars themselves, you can use a little bit more ingenuity than you say you can with the Xfinity car. So that makes it pretty, uh, pretty exciting as well. So, Patrick, let's talk about the guys at the shop that helps you get to the to the racetracks each week. Because it's it's a with a two car team, you got to have a busy shop there. A bunch of good guys helping you. Yeah, absolutely. We have about uh, probably seven or eight of us in the shop, and um, they all work really hard at it. And um, you know, we try to, we try to make it fun, right? <laughs> so. So, uh, Patrick, let's talk about the sponsors that helps you go around, like the big part in your sport. Still, um, you know, we, we we have our partners, and um, but we're we're always looking to expand uh, the partners we do have. Um, so with uh, C.J. McLaughlin, and um, you know, we had Cyaps on board on, with the team, and um, you know, and Joey, uh, you know, has his partners with uh, Donate Life, and um, you know that. Every uh, every partner we have on the team, it um, really helps us out. Um, we had Bone Steel Aerospace on the car at Richmond, and 
and yeah, all the all the partners uh, we have, it's uh, you know really helps us out, and um, so it makes it happen, right? Patrick, I'll tell you, every time y'all show up track, you got good looking cars, your equipment looks good, and you know you you represent your sponsors well. Tell everybody where they can keep up with you this season, keep up with your uh, NASCAR Xfinity season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, regular posts on our social medias, um, on Facebook, and between Emerald Gates Motorsports and my personal Facebook page, and that's the that's the way to kind of keep up keep up to date with everything there. Because uh, there's, there's quite a bit of uh, you know, I don't have as much of a set schedule as I like, just because there's a lot of variables based on sponsorship and um, you know different things between um, you know some of our partners and our drivers uh, that come on board with us. And so um, one of them things, like as a driver, you know, I got to remain flexible. So. Patrick, good luck this weekend in Martinsville. Looking forward to seeing you at Talladega, my friend. Thanks a lot for being Absolutely. part of the show tonight. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Patrick. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, guys, moving right along tonight. We got our next driver coming on, winner. Winner this weekend, past weekend at Mahoney Valley, Jack Ely. Welcome, Jack. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. And, Jack, you got your first win in the uh, race in the, the Champion of Modified Series at Mahoney Valley. What was that like? I was amazing. Um, Mahoney Valley is a special place for me because that's where I started my full-size racing career uh, when I was 15 years old in the Dirt Modified there. And um, we were able to pick up a couple weekly series wins there but never got an ROC series win until this last weekend. So to get my first race champions win at Mahoney Valley was, was really cool for me. So, Jack, let's just, let's go back to where did you get the racing bug from? Uh, my grandfather actually started racing in the 1960s, and then he actually passed away at New Egypt Speedway in 1977. And after him, my dad picked it up in 1980, and two of my uncles also raced through the 80s and 90s at uh, Wall Stadium and New Egypt Speedway. My I had an uncle that raced with the Race Champion Series back in the early 2000s, so... Racing's kind of been in my life ever since I was born. Um, when I was five years old, I started racing quarter midgets at the uh, Garden State Quarter Midget Racing Club at Wall Stadium, and then we did that for about 10 years. And then when I was 15, we came out to Mahoning Valley because I wasn't old enough to race in New Jersey. So uh, the modified, you know, you started out in quarter midgets. Can you... you kind of relate quarter midgets to modifieds in somewhat of a way more than stock cars, right? Um, the open wheel aspect of it for sure. You you really can't bang bars. Well, can't bang wheels in the in either series because quarter midget you bang wheels, you're gonna end up on your lid. Modified you bang wheels, you're you're hopping somebody's tire and ripping the right front off, cleaning body panels out. Um, 
other than that, once once you get older in the quarter midgets and you start moving up to the to the classes that start teaching you throttle control, like I'm not sure what they have now, but when I was racing, it was the world formula classes and the junior half classes like that. They they taught you how to have throttle control, and um, racing a modified, you got a whole lot of horsepower on a whole lot of tire. So the person that can keep their tires on the car the longest is normally going to end up pretty well. So if you got good throttle control, you can normally uh, be in contention at the end of the race. You know, uh, Jack, after being spending time in victory lane after uh, your victory, anyway, any time during the evening, did you have flashbacks of when you was in that kid in the quarter bitch that's dreaming of that day of victory lane and the modifieds? Um. I think when when you're a kid racing quarter midgets, you you, you always you always want to dream about being in victory lane, standing in victory lane racing. My dream as a kid was racing the Wheel of Modified Tour, and um, the race champions is definitely right up there with that. So that it was that like it was very emotional in victory lane, um, partly because it was 24 years to the day that my mother passed away that we were standing in victory lane as a family. So it was definitely it was definitely emotional in victory lane. Looking looking pat at the past of all our achievements and what it took to get there just to the racetrack that day, it was certainly a special experience. So besides your, in your family, what driver did you look up when you was growing up? I was a big Tony Stewart fan growing up, and he's still doing the open wheel too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. That, that's why I liked him so much because he would he would hop in a sprint car or midget, modified, late model, whatever it took to to go out and race. And uh, we got to watch him on TV on Sundays on in the uh, number twenty Home Depot car. And then uh, of course he started his own deal with Gene Haas. But um, yeah, that was that was why I was such a big fan of him growing up. And now you see guys like Kyle Larson and uh, Christopher Bell and those guys that are still doing the the grassroots stuff. So. It's it's definitely cool to have that grassroots connection on the top level of the sport still. Hi, Jack. You have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on, or thanks for coming on the Roddy Maglite Show. Uh, first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about the competition on Saturday. I mean, you're up against Matt Hirschman, Austin Beers. I mean, you know, Austin just won the race at Richmond, and Matt's you know won a Wheel of Modified Tour race before. I mean, what's it, what's it like running and you know trying to run up against those guys when you know when you know they're in the field? Yeah, it's always it's always stiff competition running with the race champions guys, especially especially Matt and Austin. You know when Matt shows up to the racetrack, he's gonna, a guy that you're going to have to beat. And uh, Austin, actually, apart from being a full time driver myself, I spot for Austin full time on the Wheel of Modified Tour. So I was in victory lane with him last week at Richmond. So he uh, he's obviously really stout whenever they bring Matt Carr to the racetrack too, or when he's in the Delang number forty five. So um, yeah, just racing against those guys, you know it's going to be tough competition. You know you're going to have to be on your A game to be able to to run wheel to wheel with them. And uh, the guy I actually had to pass to win that race was Zane Ziner, who's another uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, one of the greats. He's won a whole bunch of races on the race champion store at Mahoning Valley. So we raced we raced hard wheel to wheel for like the the last half of that race really. So there was definitely some stout competition in the field there, and uh, to be able to beat those guys, it, it makes it extra special. Talk a little bit about the, how the modified race went at Richmond. Um, Austin uh, had to work his way back, um, dominating win. But uh, you know, what, what was it like for the spotter stand up there? Uh, he actually made my job really easy that week because I think he led like 65% of the race. But we got uh, mired back there a little bit just on pit strategy. I think the, the deepest we were in the field was only 10th, 
and he cut his way through the field pretty quick to get back to the lead. Um, so from the spotter stand, it was it was a great race to watch because uh, he made my job really easy. But no, it was definitely super special for everybody on that team, for KLM to get their first win, for Austin to get his first win. Uh, it was my first win on the tour as a spotter, so it was it was a super cool race to be a part of. So so what's what's the relationship with you and Austin? You know, uh, I, I know you two have known each other for a while, but you know, what's it like? You know, with you two, you know, being drivers, being spotters. Um, we have a good relationship. I've actually dated Austin's sister for the past eight years, so I've known him since he was a kid, and I've got to see him progress into the driver that he is today. Um, so it's fun working with him on the tour. Uh, I think being a driver on the spotter stand, it definitely uh, it definitely helps me out, and it can help the team out just having another set of eyes that knows what it feels like to be behind the wheel up on the spotter stand. And then we work together at the wheeling races, but then there's a lot of times that we'll like work together on a Friday night at a wheeling race and then be racing against each other on Saturday for an ROC race. So uh, at the ROC races, we're, we're competition, but we're always, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other and trying to figure out how each other's cars are working. So it's, it's definitely a good relationship on and off the racetrack uh, when it comes to racing with Austin. My last question for you is uh, what's what's the rest of your racing season looking like? Um, you know, what's what's the what's the rest of April looking like in, in maybe the next few months? Uh, our next race is going to be the the 72nd annual Race Champions 250 at Lake Erie Speedway on April 22nd, and then the rest of the year we are going to follow the Race Champions Modified Tour and hopefully be back at Thompson Speedway for the World Series at the end of the season. Hey, Jack, let's talk about the guys that, I guess it's your family that keeps your cars going. Yeah, absolutely. We got a shop night Thursday night, so they're probably sitting in the shop listening to this right now. But um, we got my dad, my Uncle Jeff, and myself who all teamed up to actually team together in the beginning of 2021. So it's actually only our second year as a team. Um, before that, I drove for other people. But so we got my dad, my uncle Jeff, my aunt Michelle. Uh, Scott comes along. Scott Meyer comes along to the shop and to the races to help. We got Joey, uh, Joey Smith, in the shop, and uh, we got a bunch of good sponsors that help us get to the racetrack. Our main sponsors are J.C. Smith Landscaping, Baps Paint, right here in Pennsylvania, Tucker Wingo Motorsports, Bryce's Napa Auto Supply, Meg Wheels. RKE Athletic, Ted's Well Drilling, Leggett Sandbar, and Waddell Communications. Well, congratulations to all the ones that helps you in the shop. I know they're happy. What? Well, not a bad way to start the season, Jack. No, I don't think it can get much better. <laughs> so uh, tell everybody where they can keep up and follow your season this year up with me on social media it's at jack ely on facebook uh, at jack ely 54 on both instagram and twitter jack we appreciate you taking time and calling in tonight good luck with your season this year thank you guys i appreciate you having me thanks jack the racing the big one the camping it's all just bigger at talladega and with a doubleheader on Saturday and a cup race on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. One thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo finish! NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com.
Kyle. Three three drivers down, and we're going to bring in the Dega Nation group next. They're getting ready for a full weekend at Talladega Super Speedway next weekend, Kyle. Race day is going to be it's the 21st through the 23rd, but actually everything kind of really gets started on Wednesday night for a lot of folks that's come to camp out. So we got Dega Nation coming up next. Rowdy, I have some interesting information from Patrick Emerling tonight. Um, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm thankful he came back. He, he came on the show tonight. Uh, C.J. McLaughlin will be back in the car at Talladega. Uh, didn't know uh, what was going on with that situation. I know you and I were kind of chatting about it. But, um, yeah, C.J. McLaughlin will be back in the car. It sounds like Joey will as well. But uh, right now, uh, Patrick and Joey uh, running the cars for their own teams. I mean, it has to be challenging when you're an owner-driver, but um, – it's been a really good show tonight. Uh, we've been killing it with guests lately, Rowdy, and, uh, you know, we've done a really good job. Thanks to Corey and Patrick and, and Jack, who's just on, uh, for coming on tonight. I know we got Corey Hemmel from Dega Nation calling on at 7.50 here, 6.50 your time, Rowdy. So, uh, yeah, we got some we got some really good things planned here, uh, you know, coming up here, Talladega Week. And, uh, Rowdy, uh, you're, you're going to Talladega next week. I will be going to Williams Grove tomorrow night, and I cannot tell you how excited I am. I think I said that in the, in the, in the beginning, but uh, it's, gonna, it's just the opportunity of a lifetime um, to finally, well, you know, get a chance to cover a race. It's just amazing. Yeah, and we're credentialed for the whole year at Williams Grove, which is, uh, Kyle, really important for you to be able to cover it. Yes, Rowdy, uh, that, that includes everything, uh, if you didn't know that. Uh, but uh, I, 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 you know, I'm beyond, I, I, I'm speechless, you know. I'm getting the email on Wednesday afternoon uh, being approved. Uh, first of all, I, I just want to, like I said, thank again, thanks again to the track and Liam Tenza again for coming on. I'm uh, looking forward to, to working with that, that group. Um, you know, Port Royal Speedway, another great group. Um, been there already this year, Rowdy. Um, just want to talk a little bit about quickly before we do have Corey on here um, about Friday night. Uh, the sprint springs, the spring sprint special, Rowdy. That's a tongue twister uh, and it a mouthful. Um, the uh, 410 sprint cars, uh, the USAC East Coast wingless sprint cars, and the past 305 sprint cars. And it is going to be a hot one tomorrow. It's looking like 85 degrees is going to be the high. Uh, good weather tomorrow. And, uh, Rowdy, I, I expect a lot of cars to be to showing up. Uh, big race, you know, Williams Grove, Friday night. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, 41 cars uh, showed up for the past three or five sprint cars at Port Royal. And then uh, uh, went to, you know, Big Diamond, of course, and uh, Mahoning. But, um, you know, Lincoln, they've been running there as well. Uh, Baps Motor Speedway, they're running Sunday, weather permitting. Rowdy, five-mile point speedway, which was going to close last year. Uh, they're not going to close till the end of this year now. Um, in Kirkwood, New York, uh, they're going to—they're they're running their race on Sunday. They're kicking off another season. So uh, a lot of a lot of good things happening, Rowdy. Um, you know, I know we—you know—we've seen the revival of North Wilkesboro, but Rowdy, I—I I would do a lot to just see Nazareth come back. Um, you know, it's—it's it's sad seeing pictures and driving by there. It's very depressing, but. Um, you know, but still, we still have some good racetracks in you know, Williams Grove, the PA dirt. You know, that's just where it's at. So, I'm um, going to be just really thankful to to be able to go to Williams Grove uh, to cover a race. Uh, just, it's really exciting, and it's just something I've I've dreamed of. So, I'm um, going to really look forward to the rest of the season. 
Well, Kyle, you know, you're talking about the tracks closing. Sometimes tracks close, and sometimes they reopen. Look at North Wilkesboro. What a, what a blessing they got. They were closed. Now they're going to be hosting the All-Star Race. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's Exhibit A right there with the racetrack revival. Uh, you know, it can happen. Um, I mean, you know, we've seen tracks get saved. Um, Grandview Speedway, uh, somewhere that Corey Edelman has raced at. Uh, it's just good seeing tracks like that not go away. Um, that's I hate, I hate seeing that. And uh, I know there was a lot of talks last year with, uh, you know, some of the PA dirt tracks, but thankfully they're all up and running right now. So, uh, Rowdy, it feels really good to be credentialed at Williams Grove and Port Royal for the season. That's 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 a pretty good deed right there. Uh, Kyle, that's probably what one, two of the most prestigious dirt tracks in Pennsylvania. I'd say so. I mean, you can't forget about the rest of them: Seals Grove, uh, Baps, Bloomsburg. I mean, you can't forget about those guys too. So. Um, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good tracks in PA. I think the PA dirt. I think you know since I began doing the Pennsylvania dirt track. I don't know. It's just something different. And every time you go, you you're usually see something different. And you're always there's always something going on. So you know you've seen it in Lincoln, and you know I've been to Lincoln. I've been to Williams Grove and Seals Grove and Baps and all those tracks. So um, yeah, Rowdy. You know we've been just doing a really good job with everything and just. Uh, no, I'm off. I'm off tomorrow, which is nice. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the spring sprint special at Williams Grove Speedway tomorrow night. Uh, Kyle, I'm, I'm, I'm just when you called me and told me that you got it, I, I could tell how you felt about it. It's, uh, you know, we just keep knocking those one little targets down one at a time. Once we get in the door, we're there. So, uh. Yeah, Rowdy, we kicked the, the door Friday right night. open. Absolutely, Kyle. We kicked the door right open. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I never count my chickens before they hatch, but uh, that that was a, that was a little bit relieving as well. Um, you know, uh, going there for the, you know, and I, I know we, we we you know we talk so much about racing on our show. But uh, Williams Grove was my first dirt track, believe it or not, 2014, uh, July, I think it was July 18th, 2014. And, yes, Aaron Creed was with me, Rowdy. Um, the late Greg Hodnick getting the win in the World Outlaws race. Uh, Brent Marks was second. Joey Saldana third. So, uh, yeah, that's where it all started So uh, with the dirt. Um, nice, great facility. Hopefully we'll get you there. Um, now, now that we have a connect there, so we got to – We'll see, Rowdy. Uh, might might be taking you both to Williams Grove and Port Royal when you show up. Kyle, hopefully I'm there for at least the ten days. That's kind of kind of what I like to do is ten days out, day there, ten days, and then the day back. So you're talking about twelve days an hour. So that's the game plan, anyway. Hopefully this year. Well, you know. Go Watkins Glen's got to fit in there somewhere, so maybe three weeks out. Rowdy, I I really I know you know the schedule's good in NASCAR. You know it's very you know there's a lot of tracks. Something I do miss is is, is seeing Dover and Pocono in the spring, and then seeing Pocono Watkins Glen in August back to back weekends. I mean it was it was 
it was so much easier for us in the Northeast to just go to Dover, you know, go back home for a few days and go to Pocono or, you know, vice versa, Watkins Glen. But, um, I mean, now now it's a little different. Now we have Dover in April, Pocono's in July, and Watkins Glen's in August. But, uh, Rowdy, um, it was good to return to Watkins Glen in 2021. That was my first time there in six years. A great weekend. Uh, good to see the Arkham Menard series return there. And the uh, well, the Craftsman Truck Series was there for a year. But um, it was good to actually see the, the trucks return there for the first time since 2000. So um, it, was, it was just good to be there again. Um, some really good racing. You know, Watkins Glen really never disappoints. Um, you know, it's one of the best tracks for a reason, Rowdy. Um, you know, voted by the fans. So. Um, still one of the, the best facilities out there, I think, you know, when it comes to a road course. And every time they race their rowdy, it's a good race. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad race there. So, uh, Kyle, what do you think about – we didn't get a chance to talk about Bristol and Dirt. Uh, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell had a fast hot rod. He did. I know Larson wasn't too happy. Uh, you know, I know he spun out and then, uh, you know, got into a Ryan Priest. But, uh, yeah, Christopher Bell getting the win. And uh, we're going to Martinsville this week, and Christopher Bell was the last driver to win at Martinsville in the fall, and Larson was second. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm interested to see how both of those those uh, drivers do. Um, both dirt guys, but they, they've been running really well lately. Like, at tracks like Martinsville, I mean, they, they were 1-2 in the fall last year. So, also, uh, Rowdy, we're returning to the animal – Kind of a half anniversary of uh, the the Hail Melon, um, the Ross Chastain move uh, last fall, which is no longer allowed. Um, but uh, yeah, I know we're kind of you know we're kind of coming back to that, uh, Rowdy. I mean, what are what are you what are you looking forward to this weekend? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you just I'll give you a couple. I'll rattle off a few before I throw it to you. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how Caden Honeycutt's going to do in the Xfinity car. Um, you know, I know it's I know it's not going to be easy, but um, I, I think he has a good chance of making the race. Um, and by the way, Rowdy, he did finish in the top ten at Bristol. I know you know we didn't get to talk Bristol dirt much. Did did get a top ten out of it? I know he ran up uh, in the top five, top ten most of that race. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I don't know about the truck race. I, I know that, I know Chastain and, and Kyle Busch are entered right now, but. Uh, yeah, Rowdy, that's kind of the storylines I'm looking at right now um, for the weekend, you know, all three series there. And, um, you know, hopefully there will be no snow this time either. I know there was some snow there last year. But, uh, you know, they, they can have it because it's, it's, it's 85 degrees here right now. So I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Kyle, I just want to congratulate Kent Winters being back with NASCAR. He's at Richmond, Martinsville. And at, I'll get to see him at Darlington because we'll be we'll we'll be at Darlington. Hopefully, I and we are not. Hopefully, we'll have Kerry also on either the week before or the week of on Monday morning. So, uh, Kent's got he's over corporate sales. I'm glad to see Kent back with NASCAR. But Kyle, next week we roll into Talladega. It's my home track, man. A lot of great memories. I mean, we could just talk and talk and talk for hours upon hours on what I've seen at Talladega go on over the years. Uh, Rowdy, is is our last guest coming on tonight? I'm not, Kyle, I think I texted. I was working on texting, making sure. Let's just make sure. 
when I got started on that, talking about Talladega and Kent. Yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't want to forget, but I, I know we're kind of toward the top of the hour. It's almost 8 Eastern, 7 your time. But, um, you know, no problems with extending the show. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to double-check and uh, make sure, uh, you know, if Corey's still coming on or not. Uh, it's set for 90 minutes, though, right? That's correct. Okay. Rowdy, what are you looking forward to this weekend in Martinsville? What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, well, Kyle, and then getting to that little uh, flat paperclip, you know? How fast hey, Rowdy, you, you I, I, I actually have a question for you. All right. So, do you think the Bristol Dirt Race is going to survive another year? Kyle? I, I thought of that question. Was I going to ask you that earlier? I'm, since you did, they're not really too fast to jump out here and say it, are they? They're not. And the reason I'm saying that is because the world of outlaws are not running there this year. I, I know last year, you know, the last couple of years they did the, they did the, the outlaw late models and the sprint cars, but yeah, they were not on the schedule this year. And I'm not sure, Rowdy. I mean, my my dad just didn't really have much interest. Um, I know he's listening tonight, but um, I, I know it's a little bit different for him. You know, it's it's different for the race fan. Um, you know, unless you're, you're you know, I, I'm you know, Rowdy. You and I know I'm I've been focused on Pennsylvania dirt the last three years, and uh, you know, and it's it, it's definitely a different perspective. When you do step in, you do go to an NASCAR race. It's definitely a different feeling, and. Um, you know, going from, you know, from Grandview to Pocono, and, you know, it's it's different. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy dirt racing. I mean, I, I, I never had an issue with the Bristol dirt race. I mean, it's not my favorite race, but, you know, I, I know they're trying to bring a dirt race back. I completely get it. Um, you know, and I, I know the trucks are running Knoxville. You know, they've been in Eldora. But, uh, yeah, right, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens, and, uh you know, we got Martinsville coming up and Talladega, Dover, Darlington. So that, that's kind of how we're going to roll here. So uh, I, I'm really I, interested I, to see well, how Patrick Emmerling does in the ARCA car. Hey, I, I am too. I mean, that was one thing I wanted to touch on. But hey, I think while we're waiting on Corey, let's play uh, Christopher Bell, part of Christopher, and then we'll see how we're going to roll, Kyle. All right. We're going to continue with our post-race press conference here this evening for the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. We've now been joined by our race winner, Christopher Bell. This is Christopher's fifth victory and his first victory of 2023. So, Christopher, congratulations. Um, it feels kind of natural that you would finally win the Bristol Dirt Race, but talk to us a little bit about your run tonight and, and just how it feels to finally have this one um, checked. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough. You know, those last... I don't know, last 70 laps or whatever um, it was, probably less than that, whenever we got on the top, was very uh, tricky because the cushion was um, very unforgiving to run, and if you made mistakes, you paid a really big price. So, uh, yeah, the, the laps just felt like they were taking forever to tick by just because it was so um, hard to, you know, get the car through the corner and not make a mistake. Uh, yeah, so it was very tough for my seat, but uh, hopefully it was a good race. I know whenever I was back in the field, at the beginning of the race, uh, people were two and three wide the majority of the time, so um, it was pretty good for my seat. All right, we're now going to 
open for questions for Christopher. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start up front with Lee Spencer. They're racing with like Briscoe and the two of you growing up together and, and whether it's Reddick, I mean, the top six guys all come from a dirt discipline. What was it about the track tonight that just kind of favored you all? Yeah, I mean, the track was most definitely a, uh, you know, a, a very tough surface to get a hold of and it sh should have rewarded guys that kind of knew what to expect and, and how to, you know, get the car around the racetrack, which I think it did. Uh, so, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a tricky surface. It was very tough to, you know, produce lap time, and uh, I think it, that's what made it fun, too. All right. Additional questions for Christopher? Okay. We'll go to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Uh, is your opinion on Bristol change at all as a dirt track? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that's more for the general public to decide, but for my seat, it seemed like it was a pretty good race. Um but this is also one of the best short tracks that we have on the schedule. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, maybe we have three Bristol races, and that's probably not likely. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm good either way on it. And then you, you win three races last year. You make the championship four. You consistently outrun your more heralded teammates. But yet you probably don't get the spotlight and the shine that they do. Um, does that ever kind of bother you at all or anything, or do you care? Uh, no, I mean, I'd, I'd probably rather it be that way. You know, it, it, um, I, I really enjoy just driving race cars and, and I, I yeah, I, I love driving race cars and, um, you know, that's, that's fine by me. Maybe if I win a couple more races, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tough question. Tough question. <laughs> I don't really have an answer for, but, uh, it doesn't bother me. All right, Bob. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Is there a reason that it seemed like all the dirt guys really excelled today compared to the other dirt races here? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the track favored experience on dirt tracks tonight. But at the same, you know, on the same hand, last year, two dirt guys were definitely going to run one-two if they didn't get, you know, taken out on the last lap. So uh, with that being said, last year was very similar that two dirt guys were going to run first and second um but tonight for sure the track was uh very tough and um certainly favored the guys that had experience on that style of track all right any questions upstairs evening jess oh any question upstairs press box all right we'll come back downstairs go ahead Evening, Jasmine Sharp with the podium finish. Just two questions. So what are some of the things that your crew chief, you know, Adam has brought out of you that you think has kind of sharpened you, made you more keen on everything overall since he's taken over for the number 20 back in 2021? Yeah, I mean, Adam just has been able to instill confidence in me uh, by, by giving me fast race cars and cars that I know are going to handle um, good enough for me. You know, so he, he's a very probably the best leader that I've ever driven for and he knows you know how to manage the highs and lows of a season and uh, he definitely can bring out the best in me. Great and then second question um so Toyota as a manufacturer seems to be picking up some momentum in re recent weeks between you and Tyler winning. You think that this is potentially a spark or something that will kind of pick up as the season goes? 
I would. I hope so. You know, the the Chevrolets have been super fast to start out the year, and uh, you know there there was no doubt that we were behind them. But we're in a really good stretch of races for our cars. Uh, if you look at you know Richmond, Bristol Dirt, and then even Martinsville, I would expect us to to be really strong at. Uh, and then when we get back to the mile and a half, I'm not really sure where we're at. So. Uh, with that being said, it, we know that there is room to improve, um, and, and hopefully that comes sooner rather than later. Go to Dustin, Bob, Matt, and then up to Lee. Go ahead. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You mentioned just this, this three-race stretch. What does it mean to get the fourth, to get the win here, to take advantage of these opportunities? I think it's what 97 points in two races that you've scored so far. Going into Martinsville, obviously, last time you were there, you were the winner. Yeah, it's, we knew that this was going to be a good stretch of races and obviously wanted to capitalize on it. Um, but last year through the playoffs, it was just a, a really big eye-opener of playoff points, how important they are. And, uh, well, you know, frankly, we didn't have very many of them last year. So the only thing that pays payoff points is uh, race wins and stage wins. So thankfully, we've got five in the bank now, and uh, we need to get some more. And how did this track challenge you in, in, a, in a different way tonight? Yeah, so it was just very technical. Uh, it obviously got very slippery, and uh, the cushion up top had speed in it if you could run next to it, but the problem was is that if you got over it, you paid a really big penalty and lost a lot of time. Uh, and you could get over it with the right rear, and you can get over it with the right front. So it was just a very fine balance of getting the car bent and crooked enough to you know, ride against it uh, without getting your right rear over it, without getting your right front over it, and and you know the these things are just they're they're pretty tough to drive on a dirt track, especially whenever you're trying to drift them around the corner, and uh, you know you're 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 kind of wrestling a pig out there for however many corners you got. I definitely think that this was uh, the cream of the crop for track conditions and. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to get any better than that. Bob Parker's Fox Sports, uh, did you, I mean, how confident were you you were going to win, even if the caution didn't come out? Did you feel like you had enough did, um, edge on Tyler that he wouldn't be able to make a move on you? Uh, I mean, I, I was going to, I was fully committed to block the move, uh, and, you know, I, I'm sure that he would have, gave me a little friendly bumper and you know i don't know i might have spun out i might not have spun out but uh i was prepared to block the move maybe that would have caught him off guard um but you know i, I was uh, i didn't know the yellow flag came out until i had already shown my hand going into turn three um so it was probably going to be an exciting finish that's for sure Matt Weaver, Motorsports Tribune. Um, you had a pretty good launch there on that last restart, and you'd kind of driven away from Tyler a little bit, but you kind of backed up to him there closer to the finish. Was that you just trying to take care of it, or what was the biggest concern you had in the back of your mind getting closer to the finish? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it kind of goes both ways where I'm leading the race and I have everything to lose and nothing to gain, and he has, you know, everything to gain and nothing to lose. So for me... Um, I was just trying to make sure that I hit my marks, drive smooth, and not make a mistake uh, that, that took myself out of it, and I'm sure that he was giving it 110%. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that was the, the majority of it. Uh, yeah. 
what did Reddick say to you after the race when he came up to the car? And, you know, just the fact that the kind of respect that you guys have. I mean, he didn't get pissed at Briscoe last year where, you know, if it had just been on a traditional short track and somebody had wiped you out, you know, it would have been a whole different can of worms. But, you know, is there that level of respect amongst you guys? And, and you know, what did he say? Uh, he just said it was going to be interesting if the yellow flag didn't come out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he said congratulations and um, great day for, you know, both of us to run one too. And you're the last guy to win at Martinsville. So how much confidence does that give you going there next week? And um, where did you put your grandfather clock? Yeah, so my grandfather clock is in my dining room. Um, so that's where that sits. But, yeah, I mean, I feel good about going back to Martinsville. It's going to be – certainly different with the low downforce package uh but it's different for everybody and and you know i feel like we were the best car there in this in the fall so um you know we hopefully we can do our homework and, and make sure to uh study the differences between you know richmond and phoenix with the low downforce package and, and what we expect at martinsville you had already w- moved all right kyle christopher bell went in the at Bristol and headed to the paperclip. And Kyle, he knows how to get the cuckoo clock. The racing, the big one, the camping. It's all just bigger at Talladega. And with a double header on Saturday and a cup race on Sunday, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. One thing for sure, it's always thrilling. And as they go across the stripe, a photo NASCAR Weekend at Talladega, April 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. All right, Kyle. Closing thoughts, my friend. That's your home track, Rowdy. Absolutely. I got goosebumps. Just like you got them for tomorrow night. I'm uh, next weekend. I'm, I'm doing a carbon copy, Kyle. I'm in Eustis, Florida, the same, just like I did last year. I'll be leaving here Monday morning. I'll be at Talladega Wednesday night. So uh, it, it, it's it's nonstop for me till uh, after Talladega. Good show tonight, Rowdy. Uh, you know, thanks to all our guests tonight, Corey. Edelman, Patrick Emerling, Jack Ely for all calling in. And uh, another great show tonight. Uh, you know, good job on the guests. Um, Did a good I know job, we had, huh? we're supposed to have a uh, motocross rider, Ryan Francis, on the night at 720. Unfortunately, he could not make it, but uh, we will reschedule with him. And uh, Rowdy, uh, I know uh, we got some big things lined up, so, uh, you know, we'll see how the rest of the week goes. All right, Kyle. Man, I appreciate it, Kyle. I'm, I've been on the road all day been up and running since six so uh i'm fixing to go sit down chill out get ready for uh martinsville guys good luck kid have fun up there enjoy the race thanks for you have fun and enjoy the race also okay thanks for I'll, I'll report back tomorrow night sounds like a plan <laughs> 